0: Welcome to Broadway Refocused, a podcast based on the Broadway Refocused project. This project explores Broadway's past with a new lens to understand Broadway's future. In each podcast episode, we will amplify the stories of women, queers, black, indigenous, and people of color in musical theater. We will listen, learn, and refocus so we can move forward in a more diverse and inclusive way. Broadway Refocused is hosted and taught by Spencer Williams, a musical theater educator, composer, and playwright. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy this week's episode.
1: For today's episode, Broadway Refocused is excited to welcome James Alonzo White. James Alonzo is a North Carolina native who received his master's in dance education at New York University. He has had the opportunity to train in New York, Los Angeles, and Atlanta in modern contemporary street jazz, hip hop, and commercial dance. Today we will explore his amazing choreography in the song A Brand New Day from the musical The Wiz. Over 1 million views on Facebook and 200,000 views on Instagram since early September 2020, James's choreography is a viral sensation. Before we dive into this week's episode, we want to thank you, the listener and student, for supporting Broadway Refocused. Without your support, we wouldn't be able to share these important stories. In Unit 4 of Broadway Refocused, We explore black excellence on Broadway in the 1970s. We learn about the amazing black revivals like Hello Dolly, starring Pearl Bailey, the Tony-nominated black musicals, The Wiz, Raisin, and Pearly. And finally, the black musical reviews, Ain't Misbehavin', Yubi, and Bubbling Brown Sugar. Today, we will listen to Pearl Bailey sing Before the Parade Passes By on The Ed Sullivan Show. You can learn more about the black musicals of the 1970s in unit four of Broadway Refocused under the classroom tab on our website. Please share with your family and friends so that we can continue these powerful conversations about diversity and inclusion on Broadway. And now, this week's episode. Thank you so much for being here with us today, James. We're really excited to talk to you about just the amazingness of your video. I have watched that video so many times, it gives me so much joy. So we're gonna talk a little bit about The whiz, a little bit why you created that video, and then your experience and what you're looking forward to in the future and how we can support new artists new choreographers new directors and people of color in those roles because we want to see that that's our focus of our class so it's exciting to have you here with us today so thank you for being here
2: thank you for asking
1: (laughs) so why don't we just start with how did you get into dance and how did you end up in new york city and tell us a little bit about your backstory
2: well i'm 31 now (laughs) i started dancing when i was 17. I took dance like my last semester of my senior year in high school, a contemporary ballet class and never looked back. And from then on, I mean, I danced in college in a dance group, nothing really, I guess, professional. I did things here and there. I took a dance classes here and there. And then when I graduated college, I feel like I took it on professionally. And I had like a nine to five, but I would go, I would travel and train and do different things like that. My background is really more like, I mean, I did modern and hip hop and I would consider it like commercial dance. It's like stuff you see on like Beyonce, like things like background dancers, commercials, that type of thing. And then I went to NYU to get my master's for dance education. So that allowed me to move to New York. And from then on, I just stayed here and I started teaching after I graduated in 2015. And I just been dancing and training and trying to just work as a dancer, choreographer and a teacher. The teaching thing has took off the most or has been my source of income. And then from then on, I've done a few jobs here and there. And I feel now I'm trying to transition into being a choreographer and do more things of that nature.
1: Within the dance education and then also the choreography, what have you been doing
2: on that side of things? I guess teaching-wise, I was a middle school dance teacher for a year, which was a lot. (laughs) I have also traveled and taught, I think I've mostly taught professional or aspiring professional dancers. That's kind of been my main situation. And even just like studio kids, I would consider them studio kids. So, I mean, I've traveled to Paris and Norway and all over the U.S. Just teaching, whether it's been adults and or children, even all over the U.S. I would say I've done like a few jobs. I was in Cardi B's first video before she blew up. Like I did like a commercial. I was in New York Fashion Week. Actually, I did two commercials, like an eyeglass commercial and like a Tostitos commercial. I did the VMAs two years ago with like Travis Scott. So a lot of my work has been more commercial, but I would consider commercial and not Broadway, which is why I think it's been cool that since doing the Wiz video, I wouldn't consider it like what I normally do. You know what I mean? But it's something that I've done before and I secretly love. And so I wanted to experiment and do something different. I've always loved the Wiz. So I kind of think that's What has made it cool is that this is not something that I would normally teach in my classes or the work that I normally have done is more commercial based and it's not that. So I think that's why (laughs) it's kind of cool to do something different. And it's cool that this has kind of blown up so big because it's, I don't normally do things like (laughs) (laughs) this.
1: No, that's rad. That works right into what I was going to ask next was how did that concept happen about creating a brand new day for The Wiz. And how did that choreography, like where did that spark of inspiration come from?
2: I mean, I've always loved The Wiz. I mean, like, I'm very cheesy. Like, I love musicals, like even like the old Disney Channel movie musicals, like Cheetah Girls, and like, <laughs> and like all these other random things. I just love stuff like that. But I've always loved The Wiz. I think that was one of the first things I've seen. I saw that before I saw The Wizard of Oz. So it resonated with me, I think. And one of my friends, we was at a workshop, he played the song on Across the Floor. And I was like, oh my God, this song goes off. And I just wanted to like, do it. I was like, oh, this would eat. I don't know, I kept listening to it. And I was like, wow, like this song makes me really happy. And I would listen to it sometimes and low-key cry just because I, it would make me so happy. And I was like, oh, this would go off. And I wanted to do something for my birthday. Cause I, you know, like, I, this is so random, but you know, everybody does like a photo shoot for their birthday and like takes pictures. And I was like, no, I'm gonna make a video. So I just wanted to do something creative and fun that was happy. And also, I will say because of the climate, that kind of just showed Black people in a positive light. You know what I mean? It's just like, we're dancing and we're fun. It's not anything crazy. And it's just happy. I think because everything that's going on in the world today, it's just so heavy. And I just wanted something that was going to be happy and make people cry because they were just so happy because of tears of joy because they watched it. That's how I wanted people to feel because that's how I felt.
1: <laughs> well, you definitely made people feel that. That was exactly how I described the video as joy. It gives me so much joy to watch that. Yeah. <laughs> so, What was the process like to get the dancers involved and I'm assuming you maybe had a call or they were your friends or how did that process work?
2: Um, yeah, they were all, I mean, they're all my friends or people that I've met through teaching or something, but I've known all of them. I pretty much just like made a massive group message and was like, hey, are you guys free? And it was probably 40 people. But I mean, of course, it kind of dwindled down to like 24 people who were available. And then from the people who were available, I kind of, at least here, we have to like, because of COVID, you're gonna have like 10 people in the space at a time. So I think I had like 24 dancers. So I had to have like three days of rehearsal and I had to kind of like stagger the rehearsals out. So if i had maybe like a five to seven rehearsal with 10 people then a seven to nine rehearsal with a different group of people. And then Tuesday was the same thing. And then Wednesday, I kind of had tried to secretly get them all together. And then Saturday, we shot the video at 10 a.m. in this place called Greenwich Village for two and a half hours. It was pretty quick, actually. I would say the process was super smooth. I think because of the pandemic, a lot of the people who I asked have working dancers. A lot of them had danced with Beyonce and Chris Brown and Rihanna. And I think a few of them were about to do the MJ musical that's about to come on Broadway, but that's now canceled or postponed. So they are super busy. So I think because there was nothing else to do, they were free. <laughs> so it was okay, a blessing in disguise. And so because of, I think the pandemic, I was able to get all of those people together and it kind of was really smooth, I think even when we were shooting the video that particular area i guess is like an artsy area so a lot of older people were stopping and watching and taking pictures or videos and one lady even came out and helped us stop traffic so that nobody would come in the shot it was really i don't know i guess it was almost divided intervention in a sense it was very because stuff like that don't happen to me so it just was very like it just worked out very smoothly and we shot it really quickly like that like i think i started on monday we shot it on Saturday, you know? So it just happened really quickly and and easily. (laughs) Yeah, that's amazing that you put that
1: together so that quickly Yeah, and also I feel like every once in a while there's a New York moment where the New Yorkers come together and help, you know? And I feel, yeah.
2: Yeah, for sure.
1: What has the response been on social media and kind of at large
2: with with the video? It's... It's been overwhelming. I mean, like it has a million views on Facebook. I think it has like almost 200,000 views on Instagram, like 11K on YouTube. Um, And I mean, I've gotten a lot of different responses. Like I've gotten some very emotional messages from, I don't know, people who like knew The Wiz or like maybe like trained with some of the people who were in the video. The original choreographer, George Faison from The Wiz responded. Message me and said he loved the video and all these different things. I think there has been a lot of great feedback from it. I recently just got hired to choreograph for this artist that, this pianist that she played for like Cardi B at the uh, BMAs last year. So like I'm doing her music video in the next few weeks and it's because she saw the video. So, I mean, I think it's just kind of been like a really big, it's just been great. I don't know, like the response has been overwhelming and great and a lot of opportunities to come out of it. And I'm just kind of excited to see what happens after this. And it wasn't really planned, but I'm happy that people are responding to my art, you know? Yeah, that's wonderful to hear. That's great. One of the things that I saw
1: on Facebook, you mentioned that you would love to choreograph The Wiz on Broadway. I would. (laughs) So how can we make that happen?
2: I don't know. Uh, And and it's so funny because I don't know if you guys know what the shade room is, like on Instagram. But like Chris, I think somebody had posted like a cast list of who would be the Wiz. And I think Chris Brown reposted it. And it was like Chris Brown and... A few other celebrities who they thought would be good to be in the remake of The Wiz. And a whole bunch of my friends were tagging me like, if they do this, you need to record for it. I don't know. So, I mean, I don't know what needs to happen. Because, I mean, they did have a remake of it on NBC a few years ago that was on TV. But I didn't, I don't know, I didn't like it because it was, I mean, I I come from a hip-hop background. But I just think the choreography just did not represent how the original choreography was. It just didn't move my spirit though. So I just would love to be involved. I don't know if there's like a GoFundMe or something. I don't know. But I'm like, hire me, please. Okay. Get me on the job. <laughs> please. Um, I don't
1: know. I'm trying to like do all my things. And I definitely think there's a time for this revival. It's been so long since we've seen it on Broadway.
2: Yes. And I mean, I mean, when I tell uh it's, it is really insane how many people have messaged me. Just like from all different walks of life, like old, young, like I was shocked. Just how like many people have I've got messages from, especially on Facebook, like messages and just like words of encouragement or like how they love the video or you know just different things. I'm, I'm I guess maybe I don't know. Now that Broadway shut down, but hopefully when it comes back, maybe there will be something that comes forward. And if it does, I would oh my god, I would cry, I would die. I mean, I have a choreograph forward that I would die. <laughs> right, right.
1: right. <laughs> One of the things that I responded to in the video, and I'm pretty positive that others did as well, is that your voice in your choreography—you can see how you see the show—is different than musical theater choreographers that I've seen in the past.
2: I appreciate that. And I mean, I, I guess that's, maybe that's what it is. I mean, cause I definitely don't come from a straight musical theater background, I would definitely say that my journey has been what you would call street jazz or commercial or hip hop or whatever. And I trained in, I guess I had a, a technical background, but I haven't done that for years, but that's what I kind of, where I started at. So it's always kind of been like a, a part of my choreography and how I moved, but never like in the forefront so i guess i feel with this i wanted to really showcase that because i think normally i just have not or recently i have not done that and i wanted to just do something that felt good to me and that was authentically me so i kind of just wanted to do something that i wanted to do that i felt love regardless if people liked it or not right with
1: broadway being shut down because of covid how do we find more representation
2: for people of color inside of these industries I think it starts with people at the top. And I think I'm kind of going through the same thing right now for this music video that I'm doing, this full disclosure, like, (laughs) the casting director is very much, I think when it, it starts with the people who are casting these people and who are like the casting directors and who are at the top, you know, of these productions and movies and videos or whatever. They just pick people who they are used to seeing or who are around them. You know what I mean? So I don't feel like it's like a racist thing. I think it's just more like, you know, you pick people who you see every day, you know? And I think what has to happen is the people who are at the top of these people who are casting these people have to be aware and acknowledge that. I, I think there has to be a conscious decision to cast a diverse group of people and not limit and think that, oh, because they're Black, they only do hip hop. And I also think it's also starts with people creating their own shows. It's like Hamilton, I think is a good example. He created this own narrative. People of color, whether you're Black, Puerto Rican, Latino, Asian, we have to start creating our own stories. At the same time, the people who are at the top of these multi-million dollar Broadway shows like Frozen and things like that. And Wicked, you know, have to be a little bit more open-minded and intentional with who they choose to be in their shows. And hopefully, because of all of these things with Black Lives Matter and the protests and all these different things, hopefully it is a wake-up call. To those people to feel like, you know, we are talented, we can be in these spaces as well, we don't just do hip-hop, we are not a monolith, and everybody can do a myriad of different things, you know, and I think that this is America, and America is a melting pot of different types of people, so I think that it is important to showcase all those people. I just hope that it starts at the top. I think that's where it needs yeah. to start.
1: Thank you for sharing. Now, in the dance world, have you experienced similar in the casting that you're like a predominantly white casting office that you're navigating
2: or is it? I mean, I think it depends on the artist, but I I think nine times out of 10, they are white. (laughs) I mean, nine times out of 10, whether it's a modeling situation where it's doing fashion week or it's like a commercial or it's something, unless it's like intentionally supposed to be for Black people, if that makes sense. So I think that's the only time I really ever see Black people in the center of it all, if it's a Black production talking about Black things. If it's just kind of like a general New York Fashion Week, boom, or something like that. Like, I mean, I had a friend who did a New York Fashion Week show, I mean, dancing, but he would say like one of the, either the casting director or like, the designer was like, oh, we have, we have three black people, so we're good. That's enough. And it was 60 models, 60 models. And it was, they was like, oh, we have three black people. We're good. So I think, <laughs> and I mean, I'm just like, and I'd be gagged to hear that, you know, I'm just like to think that somebody would say that or even think that out of 60 people, you have three black people and you think that you're okay is a problem. Do you believe that the industry can change in that if we can find more
1: representation top down?
2: I mean, I do. And I feel like it slowly is. I mean, I had a conversation last night with some friends, um, like about the Rihanna Fenty Savage show, just like how diverse her show is. I mean, granted, I think hers is very all inclusive when it comes to like even like sizes and girl, guy, and like big, small, like plus size, you know, all those things. So, I mean, I definitely think things like that have starting to open the door to create new ways of moments to showcase people of color. And I do think that there's a a big movement happening now because I mean, I've never seen At least for me, I've never seen so many Black dancers on TV, (laughs) whether it's be like behind an artist or on commercials or things like that. Like, I don't know whether it's a gimmick or it's a fad that's doing on purpose and they do not get sued or something or get caught on Instagram or something like that, whatever. But I have noticed there has been a change over these past couple of months that I've seen a lot more people of color dancing on TV or behind artists. I think even there was Capizio, the people who make the ballet shoes and the tights and stuff. They just now started making brown ballet shoes for Black people, like in 2020. Right. <laughs> you know, whether they're doing it because of like corporate or because of the pressure or whatever, I do feel like because of all this stuff that's happening, they have no choice but to adapt or be more conscious of it and even now the video that I'm doing now the girl was like I I really want to make it super diverse I only want two white girls and I want two black girls and an Asian girl and I want somebody who's trans and you know so even she's more intentional about who she's hiring with this project that I'm doing now so I think it is very like everybody wants to showcase everything whether it's gender, sex, ethnicity.
1: I have 10 rapid fire questions for you. Here we go. So what was the first musical you ever saw?
2: Uh, Choir Boy.
1: Favorite musical of all time? The Wiz. (laughs) A musical Guilty Pleasure? Cheetah Girls. Did you do any high school musicals?
2: I didn't. I didn't. Okay. I didn't.
1: And then what's your favorite piece you've
2: choreographed? It was, there's this thing in New York called Carnival, which is like a big showcase for top choreographers or upcoming choreographers last year in April. So I did like this old school cookout, like Luther Vandross kind of thing. That would be my favorite piece of choreographed. Very
1: cool. I think I might have the answer to this question, but your dream show to choreograph?
2: Well, yeah, I mean, the whiz. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, I wouldn't be bad at A2, because I, I, for this thing I just did, it was, I did A2 Proud and the Tina Turner musical. So I actually wouldn't be bad at doing A2 Proud, which is- Very cool.
1: Your favorite cast album, or mm-hmm. maybe like even just an album that you're listening to right now.
2: I mean, cast album, actually the Tina Turner one, I like a lot.
1: What TV show are you binging right now?
2: Oh, I mean, I'm a TV fanatic. Right now I'm watching Girlfriend's. There's a show on Amazon Prime called The Boys, I like a lot. And then
1: my final question is: a quick snapshot or moment you miss about live dance or theater?
2: Uh this—I don't know—the emotion just watching just watching a dance on live on stage. I don't know. It's just shoot, just watching a piece that I've choreographed on stage and hearing, hearing the crowd respond to it. I think is what I miss, mean. like that live interaction or that live response or yeah lots i guess would be the no
1: for sure i miss that like communal energy that comes from
2: that yeah the crowd cheering when they be like oh my god this is nice gym or like they hit a step you're like (laughs) you know (laughs) yeah absolutely
1: we really appreciate your time thank you so much for being with us today we're so excited for you and with what's happened with the whiz and we're looking forward to more videos
2: yes thank you so much thank you i appreciate you coming on and talking
1: yeah (laughs) it's really been a pleasure so thank you for sharing your story
2: thank you
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Broadway Refocused, produced by Fashion Consort. If you like what you hear, please remember to subscribe and leave us a review wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. To learn more about the Broadway Refocused project and its musical theater curriculum, please visit broadwayrefocused.com. You can also join the conversation on Instagram at Broadway Refocused. Thank you to Trevor List, who developed our graphic design, to Phil, a.k.a. Corinne, for their voiceover work, and Spencer Powell for our theme music. Stay tuned for our next episode.